This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. There are some excellent dinners coming up uh, at Zupan's at the Cellar Z on Burnside, the best of Oregon dinner and wine series. They have Friday dates throughout the spring and summer. They're all-inclusive, four-course dinners with wine pairings highlighting the best of food and wine in Oregon. Everybody's going to want to look those up. Yeah, and the one closest to us is happening in May, May 25th, the Lobster and Clam Bake, Maine Lobster Tails, Steamer Clams, and Wild Mexican Shrimp. Sounds so good. You can purchase tickets right now at zoopans.com. And while you're there, you want to sign up for the news feed. Mm -hmm. So you sign up there, you get exclusive access to deals, recipes, new items, and more. I always pull up my email as I walk into Zoopans and say, oh, here's what I'm going to get for free today. Yeah, Chris. In fact, if you sign up now, coming up, you're going to be able to get 25% off Zupan's signature cuts. That's Harris Ranch Tomahawk Steaks, Harris Ranch Porterhouse Steaks, all sorts of great stuff in there happening April 19th through the 21st. So you want to get signed up for that news feed and Zupan's will make it easy for you. Right. And they also make uh, Passover and Easter easy. They have a full menu of items ready to create a beautiful spring Celebration spread. Isn't it nice that it's spring now? Oh, yeah. No, it's, court? It's, it, this weekend was so crazy awesome. It was and, and in fact, I was actually thinking, I'm like, I need to get the deck ready. I need to go to Zupans and get some meat and grill them up. And on your way to Zupans, here's the deal. Here's the beautiful thing. I mm-hmm. just drove in from the coast yesterday. Roll down the windows and you get to drive with the windows open on the way oh, to Zupans. That's the best thing about this time of year. Yep. The news feed, all those great dinners at the uh, Cellar Z on Burnside, all that information can be found at Zupans.com. Of course, you can always stop by your nearest location, McAdam, West Burnside, and Lake Grove. Okay, here we go. It's time once again, Portland's Food Scene Podcast, right at the fork with your host, Chris Angeles from Portland Food Adventures. And kink.fm's Court Johnson at the controls across from me doing his usual professional job, keeping this podcast sounding wonderful despite my <laughs> voice being on it all the yeah. time. I, I, I touch a few buttons. That's all I really do. Yeah, well, you you, you do a great job touching the buttons. Thank and uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back for pursuing today's guest to come on the podcast with us. And we're really honored because she got off a plane and came here before she handled any of her of the other things that she wanted yeah, to handle. Yeah, no, this is like the first thing she did. Right. Came to the podcast. It's Karen Pride. And if you have heard of Karen, you might have if you'd visited Prasad, which was a vegan restaurant inside the Yoga Pearl, which Mm -hmm. she still owns, and also Harlow. She sold her two restaurants to Jackie and Adam Sappington of Country Cat fame, which I've always found to be uh, very amusing and um, ironic. That's a good word to use, because they've been promoting... Uh, a pretty healthy, meaty lifestyle oh, sure. for years over at the Country Cat. Yeah. And now they're trying their hands on the other end of the spectrum in vegan restaurants. 
So she sold it to them and has taken some of the proceeds so that she can travel around the country. She bought a Ford Sprinter van. I'm not sure if they're called Sprinters like the Mercedes, but like one of them. I am so confused by Sprinter because there's every, like Ford has them, Mercedes-Benz has them. I saw a Ram Sprinter the other day. They're not really Sprinting. I think you actually asked her if it was a Sprinter and she said it was something else. Right. But it's it's, it's those those big tall vans that they can use for anything these days. Right. She had it tricked out so she could live in it and cook. Yeah. And, you know, I never got to ask her about the bathroom in there, but there must be a bathroom in there. <laughs> has to be. There's no woman who's going to travel around the country. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> well, I wanted to see it. It's not here. It's yeah. in North Carolina, I believe. Right. But she flew back after having been on the road for the last couple of months, I believe, or month and a half. Yeah. And having... Really living in the moment, breathing and experiencing the day and meeting folks. And after having heard about her experiences growing up and why she wanted to be in the food business and why she wanted to sell her food business, probably will get back into it someday. Fascinating woman, very well spoken. And after hearing the stories and the fact that she's going to travel for a few more years, we came up with an excellent idea, which mm-hmm. we hope everyone will want to listen to. And it's just gelled recently so we'll probably develop it a little more but we're going to do a little pop-up podcast with karen coming up where it's going to be right at the fork in the road there we go with the n just right at the fork in the road in the road so mm-hmm. um and she's going to do reports from the road for us and i think it's fascinating i'm yeah, looking absolutely. forward to that yeah so listen to that with this and with that in mind and at the end of the podcast i said we wanted to keep in touch with you and since then we thought this is a good way to do it so um, Karen Pride, who's got just a, uh, a lot of, en- not just, but she's got a lot of energy and a lot of ambition. And I think anybody who wants to listen to how to build a business um, and uh, how to be inspired to live a great life mm-hmm. would want to listen to the entirety of this podcast with Karen Pride. Right at the Fork is proud to be supported by Zupan's Markets. For over 40 years, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to the freshest baked goods, flowers, and more, with a delicious emphasis on locally sourced items. The best of the Northwest Bounty can be found at your closest Zupan's on West Burnside, McAdam, or Lake Grove. And at Zupan's.com, eat well, put taste first, love your food. By Ringside Steakhouse. Owned by the Peterson family for generations, Ringside Steakhouse has long been a landmark of the Portland landscape, featuring impeccable service that has set the standard for nearly 75 years. Enjoy the finest aged steaks, their world-famous onion rings, and even Ringside's legendary late-night happy hour. Whether it's a special occasion, a business dinner, or just a great night out, make a reservation at ringsidesteakhouse.com today. By Portland Food Adventures. Tempt yourself with an incredible Italian food vacation with Astrid Enzyme and a wonderful October journey to Bologna and Emilia-Romagna. It's all at PortlandFoodAdventures.com under the Trips tab. Contact Right at the Fork host Chris Angeles for more information and special savings on these PFA food journeys. And by Gen Air Quality Appliances at Standard TV and Appliance. Standard TV and Appliance is your source for the best of Gen Air and associated brands where you can check out the latest technology in appliances like Gen Air's remote access ranges with a host of other cool features for your upgrade or remodel. Gen Air and Standard, both staples in Oregon and Washington kitchens since 1947. Uh, After seeing you on Facebook, I did not envision you looking 
all d- dressed to the nines today. <laughs> you I, look great. Oh, thank you, thank you. I it, love I love clothes, and so it, it's fun to have access to them. So <laughs> doing guess. what you're doing, you're you're. I would assume that your wardrobe is not that because you're not varying your wardrobe too much on the road. No, no, not too much. Although I did shove like so much, so many clothes into that van. <laughs> It was kind of embarrassing the amount of luggage I brought back with me. Did you spend yesterday. any time watching the tiny house shows so you could get a so you could get uh, in the I should. in the vibe of what to expect to not have a lot of stuff? <laughs> I should. I should. I I had a lot of closet space built into the van, so I just kind of filled it up and it fits a lot, a little too much. Okay, well, yeah. before we get too far into <laughs> okay. it, people may not know what we're talking about here. So <laughs> You are, uh, you're my idol because you're doing, you, what, it's a Mercedes Sprinter or what kind of Sprinter is it? a Ford Transit. Ford Transit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are cool. It's cool. It's all four wheel drive. It has all these, like, this insane rack on it. It's pretty burly looking on the outside so I can go anywhere. So you, uh, you tricked that baby out so you could live in it Mm -hmm. and drive across the country. And so we're... I wrote you right before you left or right as you left. I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like it was like the day I hit the road or something like that. And I saw (laughs) you were hitting the road and I thought, man, there is something we need to talk about. So what you did is you had a wonderful restaurant, a respected restaurant in Portland and a yoga studio at the same time, Mm -hmm. Prasad. You sold it, which I think is we need to talk about because... You sold it to the, the you have a you had a vegan restaurant. You sold it to the media people, <laughs> yes. media chef in Portland, and now they're running it. And I'm sure they're really enjoying the contrast between Country Cat and Prasad. And so then you tricked out your your Ford, and you've been how long have you been gone now? And you just got back last night. Yeah, I was gone. I took off for just under two months mm-hmm. for the first round. And my plan is to basically go back and forth from Portland because I still have a business here and I love and I love Portland and my friends are here and my home and I don't want to just go away from Portland forever, but I'm going to keep going back and forth. So on the first round, I took two full months and have been out there and it's still like it's pretty surreal coming back right now because... I don't know. It's like a daydream. When I woke up this morning, I thought I was in my van, you know, and then I was like, oh, okay. Well, Bed- bedroom. It <laughs> was weathering appropriately for you to feel like you were back in Portland. <laughs> it's drizzly this mm-hmm. morning. So, so you're back. But so you're, it seems to me, we haven't, we've just had a couple of little exchanges. So um, it seems to me that you were on a mission to kind of find yourself and find your next phase in life. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I certainly don't want to go down the wrong track. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, and just enjoy what there is out there and live in the moment, live in the moments. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think, I think it's, yeah, I don't know if it's a mission to find myself, but it's to find right now, you know, where I am now. Like what is, what is this next chapter? Because I knew I wanted a restaurant from the time I was Probably somewhere between 16 and 18. Like I knew for sure I'm going to have my own business. And then I was on such a mission to do that. And 
nothing, you know, it's a complete mission. Like that was the trajectory. And then it happened and then I'm in it. When did you, what age were you when years. you attained your own restaurant? I had just turned 28. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good. When the first one good. opened. Mm-hmm. Good job. And take and so, us through, because uh, t- the first one was... The first one was Prasad. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, what was the second one? And then, well, then I decided to buy a yoga studio. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I kind of went off course in a way, but mm. it all makes sense to me. Now, and Prasad is inside of Yoga Pearl, the yoga studio. Right. And then after that was Harlow, and then came Prasad East, the little Prasad on the east side. And so do you still have a piece of some of those? Just Yoga Pearl. Just Yoga Pearl. Yoga Pearl. You're out of the restaurant business at the moment. I I am. I'm I'm out of the restaurant business. I'm, I'm still in the food business. I've been cooking for yoga retreats, which is something I used to do before I had the restaurants and when I first start like the first couple of years of restaurants and then I got way too busy and I've been getting back into that so I'm getting back into the kitchen like you know and, and that's part of this time too and, and even with the traveling and just getting inspired again and I've been cooking in my van I have an oven in there and a three burner stove and How's the food? I'm Fire. sure. You, I'm sure you've got high standards. How how's the food been for you? The food how's out the food out you're, there. You're cooking. Mine? No, you're cooking <laughs> in the van. Um, I've got my my breakfast game is on point. Right. And 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 I made. Yeah, I mean, you. It's it's minimal, right? Like even though I have a, a sink with hot and cold running water. So I have access to that and I have the fire and I, <laughs> my van is like all bed and closet space and kitchen. Mm-hmm. That I like, you tell what matters to me and, and bookshelves pretty much for cookbooks. Um, so I made some good stuff. I made some like really killer pork chops one night with this mustardy shallot. I can't remember what was in the sauce, but it was good. Like my friend and I, he was with me at the moment and we were, we scraped that pan and the plates <laughs> of the sauce so uh, yeah the, van, so the you, van food's pretty good were you vegan before you at any at what at any time during I, <laughs> I was i was vegetarian and mostly vegan for five years of my life and i actually started eating meat again like right before prasad opened but but I still eat mostly vegetarian. Like I still mostly eat that way. I do eat meat. I feel better with it. I'm very particular about where it comes from and you know what restaurants I'm eating meat at and just the sourcing of it. And a lot of times when I'm traveling, I just go back to being vegetarian on the road. If it, if, if it doesn't feel like the quality is really great to me, then I'm super happy mm-hmm. eating vegetarian. And, and when I cook for yoga retreats, like I cook really healthy mostly vegan food and gluten-free and all of that. So I love it all. You know, I think that there's a space for all of it. And and I've come to the point where it's just, it's balance. It really is like, in, in listening to your body, like what feels really good in your body. And after, for me, after five years of not eating any meat, something was feeling off. And then I started eating, first it was eggs and then it was a little bit of meat. And then, I don't know, I felt like I, <laughs> it was like soaring, you know, for a while and... Did you feel less mm-hmm. off? Did you feel on when when you tried a little bit of meat when you when you introduced it back into your? I did. I did. I think I think something was. Mm-hmm, I think something was missing. I think my iron was probably really low. Um, usually, people that don't eat meat go back and they're just like fish and chicken. 
eaters. And um, I I remember when I was a kid, like red meat and steak was my favorite thing. I could you just put a steak on the plate as a child, and I'm so happy. Or like pot roast was my favorite meal. So <laughs> there's something just in my blood, you know, and something that my body needs in the first time. First it was eggs, and then I had salmon because I was cooking for a yoga retreat, and I had to cook salmon and i have a very strict rule for myself where i'm not going to fe- serve anybody anything that i'm not going to eat myself so i like cook the salmon the first time i made it it was <laughs> i ate it and i was like this this is awful and um and then i realized i just didn't cook it well you know and i cooked it a second time and i cooked it good and it was really tasty <laughs> and then i had that and then after that whole process one day i went and bought this little grass-fed steak and made it in my apartment and and then for the next year of my life, like all I craved was red meat and like dark leafy greens. And that's all I ate for pretty much all I ate for a year. And, and I think that was just my, my body was missing something in there. And we're all different. I feel like I'm going to piss, piss off too. any vegetarians or vegans potentially right now. But I, but no, yeah, I think all, we're all like, it's all a journey. All so, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you found what was comfortable for you and you're mm-hmm. in and you probably, you may, Someday come back to it, but you, as you said, right. you're more comfortable, mm-hmm. generally speaking, vegetarian. Vegetarian now, yeah. so let's go back. As long as you mentioned it, let's mm-hmm. go back to your childhood. Where, what was your childhood like, and how did you get to the point at sixteen when you really wanted to open a restaurant? What what affected you so much that that caused you to go there? I was so I grew up in a little town in Michigan called Decatur. Uh, population of about 3,000 people. There are about 50 people in my graduating class in high school. Really small. My family was pretty poor. Um, everything, my mother loved to cook though, and we couldn't afford to go out to eat at all. Like even fast food just was not a thing. You know, I didn't really go and get fast food until I got a job in high school and then could pay for it myself. Um, so everything was homemade for us and and my mom loved to bake too. So I think it started there. You know, I just I learned about cooking and food at that point. And then when I was pretty young, I really got into baking. I loved it. And I, that's what I would do for fun. Did you have a Susie Homemaker Susie set up or what, whatever the, no, uh, I don't even know, but the, the oven, the, the, I think I wanted that, the, the but we bulb. probably was, my mom was like, we're not, you don't need that, you know, or can't afford that. Um, no, I just used the oven. I guess a that, kid that, oven when we have an oven. Like, when you say that the money wasn't plentiful, <laughs> that you weren't, you weren't working with fake stuff. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was just like, okay, going into the kitchen. Um, so I started baking then and loved it. And then when I was in high school, well, a couple of things happened. Like one, you know, I'm getting near the end of high school and I didn't know because of growing up in a small town, um, you know, like, I don't know if anybody really cared that much if I went to college or what happened. And I was, had this boyfriend all through high school and he was a farmer and we were going to get married and have babies and everybody around me was like, great, you know? Perfect. That's that's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you can go to college if you want, but whatever. Um, so I didn't know what the oper- like what was out there. I, I didn't even understand what I could go to college for. And then I went to this vocational school half the day in high school, my junior and senior year, and I took this culinary program, and I just like loved it so much, and I was such a good student in it. 
And I think that's when that's when I realized I wanted to go into food. And I probably then was like, I'm going to have a bakery. I'm going to marry the farmer. I'm going to have a bunch of babies and <laughs> open a little bakery in tiny Decatur, Michigan. And whereabouts is Decatur? Decatur? I was going to look it up, but I yeah. didn't want to divert attention from you. <laughs> it's in southwest Michigan. Um, the town, the closest town that most people have heard of is Kalamazoo, okay. Michigan, which I think is about like 30 miles away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no one was telling um, you you need to go to University of Michigan or Michigan State, because that's my impression of Michigan, that the, yeah. the, the, the college blood run, the thread is pretty tight through this mm-hmm. the state. but. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think, neither of my parents went to college. I don't think, I know my mother didn't. Yeah, I don't think either of my parents did. And and it just, it, it, I don't know, there wasn't a difference between like a good school and a not, like it was just college, you know, right. whatever. When And we couldn't afford, they couldn't afford to, they weren't going to pay for my college. Um, I had financial aid that covered, you know, I got a bunch of grants and loans or yeah, well, it grants money granted to me because of our income level, and then I ended up taking out loans. And I knew I'm paying, like I'm paying for my school, so I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go to a school that doesn't cost very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't afford to go to a really expensive one, and and I didn't really see the point. You know, I mean, I just didn't know. Um, and I think I actually had a really fantastic education amongst all of the schooling that I had, um, and. So yeah, so Michigan State, Michigan was not a thing. I ended up going to um, this little little community, community college, like a business school called Baker College, and for baking, oh, but it's not a baking college. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I went there and it was a two year program. I got a culinary degree, and then I was twenty, and I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm, I want a restaurant, but I'm way too young to open a restaurant now. So I went back to school study photography and a bunch of Eastern philosophy. And then that's sort of how I ended up owning a yoga studio later on in life. And then, mm-hmm. and then moved to Portland and really was like, okay, I, w- I want a restaurant and finished and, up college here. And so what got you to Portland? Oh, what got me to Portland? So the Eastern philosophy got me to Portland. Um, I, when I left Decatur, Michigan, I just didn't know, like, I didn't know what was out in the world. And my family is Baptist, and I was, like, in, you know. I was engaged to the farmer. We're two little Baptist kids, you know. Just a little uh-huh. side note, are you still in touch? Do you still touch base with your, your former fiancé? No, no, I wish, I wish. Yeah. But I don't think that, like, it's different back there. I think he's married with a whole bunch of kids, and y- yeah. you don't, like... Yeah, no, I'm no, friends no, with no. All, like all my other ex-boyfriends, <laughs> and I'm so involved in their lives. But um, yeah, that one it's different back there. You you know do yeah. that. Who's the, I who's wish. This, but... Who's this beautiful woman from Portland stepping in? To say, <laughs> well, not gonna, it's probably not going to go well. So yeah. So so I go off to college. Um, I'll try to like keep this short. But I go off to college. You know, country girl, and then I meet this 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 boy um, who's into you know, nature and surfing and Buddhism and all of that. And I just was like so in love, you know, and music. Oh my God. He introduced me to music. He took me to my first concert. The first concert I ever went to was BB King. Oh, cool. He's, he's good. Like he's, and we're friends now and he sends me music all the time. And then, you know, then we went to Bob Dylan. Spotify. You can just, just Uh send someone a, 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 
song for the moment. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, so so I meet him and then uh, I you know, eventually I break up with the with the high school boyfriend and then I start studying eastern philosophy and then I'm like grappling, you know, with this like Christ- Christian religion that I'm deep in and and my, this new thing I'm learning about. And eventually I like, you know, totally go towards the eastern philosophical side and leave behind the religion. So I'm in college and then the first day of one of my eastern philosophy classes they play this uh, video for this trip to China and Tibet and it's one of those moments where like every cell in my body I like know I have to go so I end up going on this trip I like waiting tables and I like save you know every dollar I can in an envelope and some of my like customers even helped me and gave me some money and like a year later I finally go completely fall in love with China and Tibet and where we're at and and um did not want to leave. And this is also the the traveling part of me that I didn't know was in me. Mm-hmm. That was just like every cell, you know, in my body had like, w- was so in love with what I was doing. Do you think it was mm-hmm. pent up? It, it was pent up desire or, or just this pent up thing that you didn't travel when you were younger? Because I have another dear friend who grew mm-hmm. up in a small town in Montana. Mm-hmm. And that's where she just, she has this, thirst and lust for travel yeah because she wasn't doing it as a as a little kid i'm sure that that's a part of it you know i think a lot of us rebel against where we came from yeah we all want to get out yeah but not everybody i mean so many people i grew up Mm, with are there they're in i know they're in and they don't question it and so i think that that's a part of it but i think it's also just like nature you know like we're there is something innate in some of us that has got to go do you go back to your reunions at all no they had one um i think for the 10 year god now it's like 20 years but um oh, and i couldn't make it age. back yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna ask uh, i'm 37 <laughs> 37 no but i did meet um when I was on the road, I've like reconnected with a couple of people from my hometown now. Like, and it's really cool. Like I met up with a guy that I went to high school with when I was in Oakland. He saw that I was going to be traveling, called me up and was like, are you is coming through San Francisco? Social yeah. media works mm-hmm. nicely. But the reason I asked is because I notice, I don't know who's listening to this from my hometown, but I notice I've been back. I, I'm not going to reunions anymore, but mm-hmm. when I did, I know there was a discernible difference between the people who left and the people who didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering if you know, if you had noticed that, but now you're in touch with the people who left. Yeah. So yeah. That's the, those are who you, you know, the Facebook friends who you've stayed in touch with. I am. I'm in touch with some people that are there a bit, you know. I know a lot of people from Decatur, Michigan follow me on social media and I'm Probably a few will listen to this. To, I'd yeah. love to know what they think of you, <laughs> you know, owning a, a yoga studio uh-huh. and having, you know, had some wonderful vegan restaurants in Portland, Oregon, um, <laughs> and now doing what you're doing. I'd love to know what they, the people who didn't leave, think. Yeah. They, you know, the messages I've gotten, I've gotten a number of messages over the years, the last few years, and they're really sweet. And it usually goes something like, People are like, I've been, you know, watching, I watch or read everything that you put up there. And, you know, I'm so impressed that, you know, I was super shy, um, you know, a girl from Decatur, Michigan, like 
went out there and did it and people are inspired and it's interesting to it really is interesting to know that all these people are, are following around are following along and reading everything I put up and even I feel like I have this responsibility too, you know, more so with my words and what I'm saying then because there is this like population, this little population back in Michigan that, and I can give them like a little peek into some of the world. And, and even when I'm traveling, I think about that a lot between them and my family too. The things I'm sharing online is to like help show somebody else these things that they're, they're you know, they're not going to see. Um, Do you but, still consider yourself shy? No, no. So when did you when when did you uh, go through that transformation? You know, I'm not sure. It was actually this past year. At some point, I I had said a couple of times, you know, that I'm shy, and a couple of friends were just like, "No, you're not." I don't. I think the fact that you're here means that you're not too shy because I just saw what you were doing and I said hello, uh-huh. and you had done uh, a little part of the Gregory Gorday's Portland Food Adventure dinner. A few oh, years yeah. ago. So we just met through, you know, that was a long time ago in his uh-huh. email. But you were very kind to me, and you didn't really know me. And I, I'm so flattered that since you've been on the road, you said you've been listening to the podcast. I have. I love it. I listened to Gregory's episode, and I listened to um, um, Dougie and Adam and Jackie. Mm-hmm. And um, that we have Natalie to have them Paley. back. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. And then because I listened to it, I was like all these years of running restaurants. I, I'm not a big TV person, but I was like way too busy to watch anything. So I haven't watched any of the food shows that any of these great Portland chefs are on. And they're on like, all the time. I know. And I hadn't seen any. I, like I haven't even watched Chopped where Jackie and Adam are on yet. Like uh, it's on my, oh, I'm planning on it. Yeah. So, so I listened to your podcast and then when, I've been watching Top Chef. Let me just say, when you say Jackie and Adam, we're talking about the Sappingtons from yes. Country Cat oh, yeah. and now Prasad. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, also Harlow too? Did they take over yep. the whole Yep, the they whole, bought the all three, thing? all three restaurants. Okay. That was kind of the package deal for me. Wow. <laughs> I gotta, gotta go. And do you stay in touch with them? I do. I how, can't wait how, to how see are they them. Vegan li- catering to the vegan lifestyle. I think they're into it. I mean, they have such good attitudes, right? Well, they had but, to to buy it. it had, yeah. What a fun thing. Mm-hmm. They're so wonderful. When I see them, we hug and chat, and it's so fun. Like, I want to go have dinner. If, you're, if you guys are listening, like, I want to go have dinners and beers with y'all um, and just hang out. But they're so fun and they're so good. Yeah, I I could gush and gush, but they're just like, they take amazing care of the employees. Like, the transition's been incredible. And, and I'm, I think, I'm yeah. sure it was very important to you when you sold that your customer base was going to be taken, was going to be taken care of mm-hmm. the way you took care of them. You weren't just going to hand it to someone who was going to turn it into a nightmare for them. Exactly. I mean, it was really mentally challenging preparing to sell the businesses. It was kind of always my long-term plan. And because, because I, because there's so many things I am interested in in life and we only get this one, you know, short life and, and, you know, long and short, but still like, Oh, there goes there's the so Christianity. much. <laughs> the Christianity's out the door on that. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm into this whole like past lives idea. Really? Kind of like, <laughs> called it woo-woo for a long time, but now I'm sort of like, hmm. So have you, on the road, have you spent some time thinking about past lives and more specifically your past life? 
I I have a bit. Um, I was in New Orleans for a week, and I'd been to New Orleans once before, and knew on this road trip that I wanted to go spend a whole week there. So I, I rented a house and you know, plopped myself down in the city and wanted to get to know it. And I love music. So I wanted to spend as much time as possible with music, but also the food and the people. And, um, and when I was going there, there's this woman in town and who I'm friends with. And the first time I had met her, she was just like, she just kept looking at me. And, and, and then she came over after this kind of event that we were doing. And she was just like, you remind me so much of my mother and showed me a photo of her mother. So when I go to New Orleans, she sees that I'm going there and she's like, I'm from New Orleans. My mother is buried there. And I'm like, oh, and then she says, like, I think you lived a past life in New Orleans. And then I'm just like, I'm going to go find your mother. And I found, you know, went to the graveyard, like found the grave, brought some little treasures. And I've never done this before, where but I like the, had what, a little conversation with what the her. treasures were? And you don't have to tell. It could be a <laughs> private thing. But. Oh, no, that's okay. Just some treasures from um, like racks and shells and stuff that I had in my van that I picked up on the beaches in California. Very when nice. I was wandering around. As and, a beach person, I mm-hmm. appreciate that. So, yeah, so now I'm... I don't know. I'm playing with it. And I've had an astrology reading years ago. And I in the astrology reading, I mean, I've had a few, but there's one woman, her name's Carol Ferris. She's in Portland. She's so good. And um, she had told me like, clear as day, you know, she's like, in your past life, you were a, a ceramicist. And I made like ceramic tiles. And she had this very clear story about what happened, you know, and she said that I had kids in that life and, but I like left them for traveling and art and everything. And that, and then she's like, and now you spend your whole life mothering everybody else because you're making up for your, you know, your past, like the shame you feel from leaving your children in the past. And that feels so right. Like, you know, (laughs) like, podcast is about food but now no <laughs> but no, that feels no like i'm so fascinated with this true and right and that was the first time where i was like god i mean i don't so i don't how know much time, so that evening uh-huh. was that your whole night thinking about that and it, what how did you process that i think it's just stuck in my mind and I'm, I'm i'm really i'm such a skeptic like i don't really believe any one thing wholeheartedly but i love playing with these ideas i love hearing things like that i love toying with them and talking about them and hearing different life philosophies and you know this and that and and even different you know yeah religious views and it's just all interesting to me and i'm like okay we just take little bits and pieces here and there and none of us know so you heard this you got this information or this hypothesis Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Before you left, right? This was was this recently or was this uh, a long Wait, time? Ago? Oh, the one about the like past Being life the mother, with me mother, and mothering people. That now. was years ago. That oh. was right before. That was after I'd opened Prasad and before Yoga Pearl. You want to know okay. why I went to her? <laughs> I went to her because I could not. I knew it was time for me to open an, another business, but I was trying to decide whether I should like start to franchise Prasad and I was going to like open one in New York City. I was like, I'll put one like right in Soho. And just start there. And I was dead serious, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, or, or I was like, oh, I should open another restaurant, kind of like what Harlow is. Or maybe I should like buy this yoga studio. And I, <laughs> I didn't know what to do with a three. So I went to see this astrologer to chat with her about it. Uh, and did that help you buy the yoga studio? That She told me to open Harlow. 
And I just listened to my intuition and got, and it made That's no right. sense whatsoever. I talked to you all these. You probably could have gotten a reading from Andy Richter okay. on, on whether to go to New York or not. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not exactly. then, I don't know, but now you can get a reading from him. <laughs> I'm sure. So, oh, man. Um, so uh, there's uh, there are so many directions to go here, <laughs> which is great because that's a metaphor for what you're what you're doing mm-hmm. now. Pausing a moment here, Chris, to talk about a great place to go for dinner any time of the week. Ringside. Ringside. Look at that. Hey-o. Cheerleaders. Yep. Ringside Steakhouse. Yeah. In the Peterson family for 75 years. This would be the 75th year. Yep. And uh, there's a reason that restaurant has sustained so long. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, if you're going to a show downtown, if you're going to any event downtown, why not go check out their three-course meals? Three-course supper. Yeah. $45.25 before 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. And just a little bit more after that. Right. And then also Monday is prime time. Yep. So the prime rib three-course dinner, 35 bucks. Can't beat that. I mean, that's that's beautiful beef oh, yeah. that you're going to be enjoying for that price at the Consummate Steakhouse in Portland as well. Yep. And uh, they have, we recently did a spot for them that reeled off their entire happy hour menu. Oh, they have one of the best happy hours in Portland, bar none. Yes. So, and and you can get that all Sundays, 4 to 5.30. So mm-hmm. there's an hour and a half window on Sunday. And anytime you're ro- rolling around 9.30 to close, excellent happy hour. So you can sample wonderful ringside food at happy hour prices yep never a bad reason to go to ringside steakhouse you can set up reservations online at ringsidesteakhouse.com hey chris we'd like to welcome our great sponsor gen air at standard tv and appliance yeah it's awesome they were with us a couple years ago but appropriate now both in their uh both started in 1947 and just last year gen air launched a beautiful series of new appliances they really upgraded everything they have two lines rise and noir for you to check out at standard tv and appliance tell us a little bit about them court well both of these lines connect to wi-fi so that you can use them using your amazon alexa or maybe you've got a google assisted enabled device like a google home connect and control appliances remotely like if you want to set the uh, oven before you get home you can do that get real-time notifications you can contact gen air call center through them and get this Get a recipe from Yumly through the device. More than one. You yeah. can do a few of them. And not only that, you can attach your dishwasher to Amazon and get get lo- dishwasher detergent delivered w- without even thinking about it. Nothing is worse than running out of dishwasher detergent and not, not realizing it, but your dishwasher or your washing machine are going to know this. Absolutely. So both the Noir and Rise line feature irresistible interiors illuminated by cinematic and chef's lighting, which is really cool. you got to see these. Smooth racks and flat tines, an expanse of dark glass. Really easy way for you to check out these lines. You can Google search Gen Air Rise or Gen Air Noir. That's one way to check these out, but there's an even better way to do it. Let's go down to Standard TV and Appliance. They have four locations, Mm -hmm. one in Beaverton, two in Portland. The showrooms are beautiful, and you'll be able to see them uh, not only in the showrooms, but on the the showroom floor, and uh, also one in Bend for our millions of listeners out that way. Mm Mm-hmm. So how did you plan your, I'm, well, wait, did we miss anything there? Yes. So let's talk a little bit about Prasad and Harlow and what you got out mm-hmm. of that and what they, what they meant to you and, and how that f- fulfilled your dream. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, 
God, they're my babies. Like they met everything and they still do. I can't wait to go in there and see them and see the employees. I'm, I'm so excited. It was like nothing was going to get in the way of that dream. Nothing. Relationships, like, I mean, even anybody I dated, like, knew <laughs> that, that, came the, first. that the restaurants, yeah, they did. And um, that, that, generally speaking, mm-hmm. in the food world, Mm-hmm. Someone owns a restaurant that does come first. Yeah, you can't you can't put anything else. Yeah, they're, I that. mean they're all encompassing. They they just are, and, and and those of us that are drawn to the restaurant world, there's something about that that we love and want as well. Um, yeah, so they were my dream, and and I had to make it happen, and and I'm just so grateful that it, it did and it worked. And how did you yeah. make it happen? You had to finance it? How did, how did that <laughs> all work? Yeah, so I, I mean, I had no money at all. I was, when I moved to Portland, I first got a job at B-Saws as a hostess, and then I became a pastry chef, and then I waited tables in a few places around town. I worked at the Vita Cafe for like five years on and off, waiting tables, and um, and then I worked at Blossoming Lotus, which is was in the space where Prasad is now. And I got to know that space, and um, and I had, but but before Prasad in that space, I, I like I graduated college here in Portland. I finished up at PSU, and I I just got a bachelor's degree as a liberal arts major and a business minor because you know you're like most restaurants fail. So I was like, okay, if this all goes south, Have I need to I need something on. to fall back and on. And a business mm-hmm. minor doesn't hurt, right? Yeah. So as soon as I finished my degree. I was like, okay, game on. Like, I am doing this. And Aaron Wu, who owned the Vita Cafe and the Natural Selection and other places, um, him and I, you know, he was a, a mentor to me. Like, he was really, I was pretty close with him. And um, he hooked me up with his broker who had gotten him Vita. And and I went and met with him. And um, and he was so cool to me, Dean, Dean. And sorry, Dean, if you're listening, I never know how to say his last name. Dean Vacherese, I think. Um, I probably just butchered his last name. But um, Dean's a total friend right now. (laughs) But anyway, so I go to Dean. I like ride on my bike. I don't even have a car. And I am so passionate and I want a restaurant. And Dean was so damn sweet and believed in me. And we looked at, do you remember the Calga Cafe? It was on Division. It was like 50th, 40th something in 40 something division anyways we looked at that space and i tried and i wanted it and i you know wrote this business plan i would like checking books out from the library like googling everything about how to write a business plan which is not maybe there are better resources now but i cannot find anything and i wrote this like terrible business plan which i now know is terrible but i put my heart and soul into that thing i put so much work into that it ended up working right so it couldn't have it been did, too it terrible it did work like it was a <laughs> process you know i mean it, it took a lot of resilience so i like write this business plan and i knew i have no money and i knew that i was going to need money so all these years of waiting tables anytime i would meet somebody who kind of took you know like took a liking to me like you know as a person and I knew they had some money. Like, I just kept a mental note. I probably might have written down their names. I was just like, okay, I need, <laughs> these are the people I'm going to go talk to later on. So I write my business plan. And then I have this list of people around town that I know that um, own businesses or have some money. Or at least I think they have some money. 
I ride my bike to there and I just like cold calls show up at some of them walk in like hi my name's Karen Pride like I want to open a restaurant here's my business plan I'm hoping you'll you know loan me like a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> it's true <laughs> and everybody because you were a good tipper <laughs> I'm like just like please believe in me and like somebody believe in me with your money too right <laughs> like more than thoughts right now <laughs> you need more than thoughts and I mean, prayers especially exactly, since i'm giving up yeah. to christianity I thoughts just... and prayers do not cut it <laughs> yeah. and um and i mean and it, and it turns out it was good they didn't loan me money right then because that was not the right space but i was devastated i mean i put everything i had into that and i was so brokenhearted because I was like, how am I going to do this? Is that the space that me, Maramole eventually ended up in? Oh, gosh, you know what? You're I just don't giving know. me the general vicinity. It's and like can... on a curve. It's on like the no, corner no, of the division. The I don't know what's in there right now. Okay, well, that's, our, um, that's beside the point because it was a yeah. long time ago. So, so that doesn't work. And then I, and what happened? Then I had my, so my boyfriend, who's like one of my best friends in Portland still, but we moved out from Michigan together and we bought a house together in Portland. <laughs> I don't know how we did that. I was like 23, <laughs> making no money, but we like... Couldn't do did. it today. It was out on 85th and Hawthorne. Yeah, when 85th and Hawthorne was still like kind of crazy shitty, like scary a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so we buy that and then we break up and he decides to keep the house. So he has to buy me out from the house. So... Eventually, so I got $30,000. So I'm like, okay, I got something, right? Mm -hmm. So I bought a food cart. I didn't want a food cart, but it was like, it's the way to that go. was what I could do. Mm -hmm. So I buy a food cart. I have that. It's Prasad. And this is how it was all supposed to happen, you know? Food cart, like, doesn't really do well. I'm the most broke I've ever been in my life. I had to borrow $500 from my mother once who has, like, no money <laughs> at all. But I was that broke. I had never borrowed money and, you know... I mean, since I started working when I was 15 that I remember. And um, so, so broke and it's rough. And, but I learned a lot of lessons. And then I was able to get into the, I was able to convince the owners of Yoga Pearl to let me open Prasad in the space, you know, downtown that's in, that's inside there. And they do. And then I'm able to, ground up at that point I had I'd cooked for these yoga retreats I had met a bunch of people and these people that loved my food and I'd spend a week with them and I'd cook every single meal for them and I had a few people be like you should have a restaurant and if you ever do I'll help you there you go that's, exactly that's mm -hmm. the way into their hearts and wallets yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you had to spend extended periods of time more than just waiting tables and like making them cake yeah seriously so anybody everybody, listening anybody like, <laughs> who listens to this podcast this is very this like, is the best education you're gonna get make, right here yeah make them their coffee and their breakfast and everything <laughs> um make them love you and so no so these people loaned me so i'd get like 10 grand here and 20 grand there and i think i had like and my brother invested a little bit of money and i think you know i had like 65 70, 70 grand total at the most and then was able to start prasad and luckily prasad took off after a few months and after that i was mostly able to fund myself good and you got them and they were mm -hmm. all paid back they were all paid back, I paid back every single, exactly. Oh, I never, was ne never, ever, ever late once, like, 
I mean, I can't, I can't be indebted be- to anybody. Like, did you beat the schedule though? That you I had? did. Yes. Well, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them, I beat the schedule. I paid. I offered like eight percent interest to everybody, which is crazy high. But I was just like, if you believe just, in me, like I'm, you, I, I will you. pay you back. Like, right. and you, thank you. Like, <laughs> and it, they did. They did. And um, yeah, I had one loan, one like gigantic loan for Yoga Pearl, and I actually have just one more loan payment. And that one's paid off. And then every single loan I've ever One taken more, that's it. is paid off, aside from the like, mortgage. Yep. So mm-hmm. so you're back in Portland. You're going to pull that checkbook out right there, or however you do it. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to, this, this trip, you're getting that over with. Exactly. Congratulations. That's Thank fantastic. you. Thank you. It's a seven-year loan for a lot Great. of money. And so, you, <laughs> so not that we're going to do, I'm not going to do an investigation here, but it sounds uh-huh. as though when you sold, you got enough uh, capital together to buy your Ford van mm-hmm. and fund your fund your travel travels for a while. I did, I did. I am yeah, I feel really fortunate and blessed that I'm able to really take some time um and yeah, take some time to recover, to recalibrate, to like rest. I was worn out. I was so depleted and um and I, I need, you know, some time. It feels luxurious, but it's also something like I wish now that I get to have it, I wish so badly that I could like gift it to that's everybody what, I know. We thinking. all need everybody this. Everybody needs it. Everybody we works so hard. Mm-hmm. In the industry, yeah. in the food industry, they, they don't mm-hmm. really under, they don't know what it's like to just take time and breathe. And there's mm-hmm. also another part to that that I've learned they don't necessarily want to. They love, you know, people in the food industry mm-hmm. love cooking. And so, whereas I would look at that as work, they're looking at that as their passion. And so they get to do it every yeah. day. So, um, did mm-hmm. you feel like that? Do you, or I do think, you or did you? I think that, yeah, I think there's a bit of a breakdown in the food business um, where people don't know how to take care of themselves and that's not valued either. And people aren't teaching um, that, you know, that we have to nurture and take care of our own selves and we can't take care of anybody, you know, well until we first take care of ourselves and in, in any capacity, like we have to have that to offer outward. Um, so, and it starts within and I, God, I try to teach that to my employees over and over again and um and that's one of my favorite things about owning businesses and running them you know turned out like these conversations i get to have and and the ways i can support people in that um by you know there's multiple times i've like we buy massages for the employees at the restaurants or um you know i've been able to send people to a few therapy sessions if they really need it or uh, all sorts of things um you know one woman at yoga pearl that's a tricky one though Mm-hmm. I think we ought to. Yeah, I think we'll send you to a therapy session. <laughs> well, this was a like this person needed it and was asking for it. You know, like right, came right. to me right. like substance abuse, like and just at a point where like I I need help. You know, like mm-hmm. Karen, please. Right. Help. Well, that's and I'm a, like, that's right. a particular instance. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting like in too involved. But but anyways, um, yes, we pride ourselves on how hard we work and how late we work and the grind of the restaurants and, you know, and all that. And I, and I do too. Like, I love that. And there's a part of us that just like, you know, that's so ex- exciting to us. And the more we pain, we can put ourselves through in a way, you know, like the stronger we get. And that is true. Um, 
but we also need to take care of ourselves. And for me, I had gotten into yoga when I was in um, college at Portland State. The last couple terms, I needed some credits, and and I was able to take this yoga class for the credit I needed, and that made a dramatic difference in my life um, and in my stress levels. And I just felt it in my body, and then it stayed with me. And then I bought this yoga studio, which didn't make any sense in it. For years, I didn't even know why I bought it. And then I kind of realized that like, oh, and I, I like had to make it a job for myself to take care of myself, to balance out the restaurant. So you can then take care of other people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a part of me like, I love that, like, you know, kind of rock and roll, like, you know, that like that sort of wild lifestyle. I'm so drawn towards it, but I knew that it wasn't. Yeah, sustainable. So yeah, I can take care of myself and take care of the others. So do you do you feel like right now you're taking a break or establishing a pattern and a life a life sustainable lifestyle that you can use going forward? Um both. Both. I think I'm I'm on a pretty big break where I'm like thinking about, you know, what's next, but like not rushing myself. Um, Are you identifying also, people with money as you go across the country? <laughs> <laughs> you've got, it sounds like you got pretty good at that. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, the cool thing is like, yeah, once you've done well in the restaurant business, then people want to give you money. Right. Well, it's like anything else, right? <laughs> yeah, Chicken for sure. <laughs> um, um, like, well, yeah, well, you know what I, I would what I love to say. talk about because how much... We got a little time, mm-hmm. but I really want to hear your road stories because you mm-hmm. you've got probably a lot of them, but specifically two months worth of road mm-hmm. stories right now. Some some of the mm-hmm. some of your favorite things that just happened because, yeah. I, not to go into my story, but I used I took two cross country trips with my kids, which is what landed me in Portland, mm-hmm. Oregon, back in early two thousands. And before you go, you don't really know you can't envision what's going to happen you hope Mm -hmm. you have a good time yeah you hope things fun things happen Mm -hmm. and oh they just kept happening and i wrote about them it's the best writing i've ever done Mm -hmm. on these trips did that happen to you i mean i found like every night was another fun thing that i you know and here Mm -hmm. i was with two kids somehow fun things happened yeah i think you know even you open yourself up to the experience and you are able to carve that time out where you can do that. Um, you know, you're not like rushing from meeting to meeting to family event to like, oh shit, I got to get dinner on the table and like all the things, you know, and I got to take this phone call. And when you can put that space in your life, then you're able to stop and you're able to, what I found is like, I'm able to kind of like follow the conversations more. Before I left and when I had, when I was, you know, had four businesses, I was, I love like connecting with people and I want to be fully present and there with them. And there's also like, so I always like had to go, you know, I'm like, oh God, I like, I just want to stay and like be here and continue this with you, but I got to run. And that was like the story of my life for so many years. And then all of a sudden I don't have to run. So we can talk, like we can really get into it. And, And then, and that takes you places, you know, you ask questions and like, oh, what should I do? Where should we go? And the person's like, oh, let me show you this or let's go here. Or like when you're available to all that, all these doors open up and you just see so much that you never would otherwise because of the time constraints. It's not mm-hmm. only that, but you're, you're, you're yearning for mm-hmm. uh, connections too. Yep. If you're yearning yeah. for them, if you're by yourself, 
you you have a little more thirst for connections mm -hmm. than with if you're with somebody. That's so, true. Yeah, yeah. You're not like needing to go away to have your introverted time because you've already had so much of it that right. you can like go in with people. It's true. And I think curiosity, curiosity has been kind of like my big word this year and or the last year, of not just not just 2019, but kind of like the last year in my life where I'm just like curious, be curious, like ask questions and be curious what's down that road and what happens if I say yes to that? And are you a better listener than you were? Do you find? Um, you know what? I've always been a really good listener. I, because I, I was really shy and I was really introverted. For some, well, I am still really introverted, but I'm not shy. Um, I've always loved listening to people, but I didn't know how to like carry on. You know, the conversation. I didn't know how to dig in to to them. Right? I could hear. I could be there for them. I'm the person that people tell their sorrows and their troubles to and all everywhere. <laughs> and I get, you know, I kind of love it. Like I play therapist, right? Myself. And, um, but now I am able to kind of like give back and yeah, in a way by being curious and asking questions. So, yeah. so talk a little bit about what was your current route that you just got back from mm -hmm. yeah i went i went down the oregon coast a little bit and i've never even been through the southern oregon coast so pretty so beautiful so beautiful i gotta go back there everybody should go there and it's easy to get to mm -hmm. i mean compared to the rest of the country it's yeah, right there <laughs> sure, i know now it feels so close it always <laughs> felt so far but now i just drove about six thousand miles so it feels like mm -hmm. piece of cake um i went through there i went into ashland saw a friend then jetted down into the Redwoods and then Northern California area, north of San Francisco. Like I like the Sebastopol, Occidental, Point Reyes, Bolinas, like all that. I love that area so much. Spent some time there and then went into Oakland, met up with my friend from high school, had some city time, and then drove to oh, a friend of a friend hooked me up with, her friend hooked me up with like an old friend of hers, um, in where was it oh like santa cruz area i slept outside her house like right on the beach so beautiful then went into la a friend of mine now lives in topanga canyon oh, oh yeah really? we were chatting about I that, saw you that. Uh -huh. 632 topanga canyon <laughs> road i sent yeah. you that address it's still yeah. there last i was there Oh, I, I love it. I lived there yeah. for a little while. so Yeah, I love to be Isn't it wonderful? It, it, mm -hmm. it embodies the... Mm -hmm. uh, Sort of the bohemian thing. Although right mm -hmm. now it's probably so expensive that it's not what it was when I was there. I'm going to say 1979, <laughs> 78, 78. Uh -huh. So that was a while ago. I'm sure it's different, but it's still the bohemian part of LA. Like yeah. It still has such it's, a great vibe to it. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's special. I like it's, it. The only place mm -hmm. I ever lived where I had to travel 10 miles for anything. So. <laughs> it's true. It's, yeah, if you, if you need to get like to another part of town, it takes Well, like, you have to go either towards the beach or you go into the <laughs> valley. So, mm -hmm. one of the so just stay there. Just right. stay there and go hiking every day. So where from there? <laughs> from there, I jetted down to San Diego and cooked for a yoga retreat and then stayed there a couple of days and then into and then over to the Salton Sea. And how much planning did you do how, in advance? Were you planning as you went? Or did mm -hmm. you have this whole thing mapped out before you left Portland? Pretty much planning as I went. Like I had, I knew I wanted to go. I knew I, knew I had to be in San Diego at a certain time. I had a few little checkpoints. And you had to be in San Diego. I'd rented this house in New Orleans. So I knew I was going like south 
and then across, you know, in the east across the south. And um, I knew, like, I love Joshua trees. So I thought I'd go through there. Um, I had some other ideas that didn't didn't work because Zion? I was falling. Um, nope, not on this one. There's uh, like so much. I even yeah, two months on the road, to, I missed. You got to like, pick and choose. You can only things. do so much. That's, you do, yeah. That's why I did it mm-hmm. the next year. So, you, <laughs> so I'm sure yep. you can keep it going. Yeah, I will be back. But I well, I yeah, I didn't want to plan very much. You know, I've been planning. I've been planning everything for right. <laughs> so many years. I had so much responsibility on me that I just wanted to see what happened and. And I highly recommend that. And what happened is somebody would call me and be like, hey, I'm here, you know, hey, I'm here. A woman who used to teach at Yoga Pro contacted me when I was on the road and was like, hey, I'm living at this hot, like private hot springs retreat center in New Mexico. If you're ever around, like, I'd love for you to come. And I was like, I will be there in three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of the most, it was like, Possibly the biggest highlight of the whole adventure. You just say yes to things, you know. So can you expand that and say maybe it was the biggest highlight of your last five years or ten years? Because those things are, yeah, those are some big moments when mm-hmm. you when you're somewhere else and you get to discover something. No, you know I don't. Right, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't think that place I, I'm exactly. Sorry was. If I'm putting words in your mouth. I'm just. <laughs> trying to make it more bigger yeah. than it is i guess no no that's okay i mean that place was so beautiful but i think sometimes sometimes it takes like high i, I you know i just came i was so in it and now i'm like back in portland that i it's not until you sort of look back sometimes where you're like holy shit what wow wow you know all of that happened and i have that like feeling but i don't and that's a lot that happened in yet. a couple of months because mm-hmm. you know when you're doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. mostly i'm sure you had to have a diverse had a diverse life (laughs) but when you're in the same city and working the same job it starts to seem like the same day yeah but now you now you have chapter little chapters Mm -hmm. that you can look at um, Mm -hmm. and look back on yeah exactly and i think you know i don't like routine i and yeah that thing about when it starts to seem like the same day Mm -hmm. i gotta go Um, so it's, it's cool, like shaking it up, but then I think it's also good to come back and ground and like take a moment and look back. If Mm -hmm. you had to say, because, uh, you said some of your, um, the people you grew up with and Decatur are Mm -hmm. listening. If you had to say something specifically to them, rather than just have them listen to this and see you on Facebook and see what you're doing. But would you give them any advice as to, uh, I don't, don't, maybe advice isn't the right word, Mm -hmm. but inspiration to maybe get out and do what you're doing. Yeah. I can use Decatur as a base, but get out and see more. Mm -hmm. I think the thing is it's possible and people don't think it's possible. And especially if you're not working with much money, it seems impossible, and, and and I also get it if you have you know families and you job and you're tied down. But but I think that there is always a way where it's possible. I started traveling on hardly anything, you know, at all. I'd save a few dollars like a day, you know, whatever I could, and you can make a little bit of money stretch. And there are a lot of places you can go in the world. It doesn't cost that much. Like the biggest cost is a plane ticket and you can like search out good deals. And Air, I'd Airbnb, say just like you can go. You very well now in Airbnb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're willing to just stay in a room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think just like go and 
go into the unknown, you know, adventurous. And even if it, even if, you know, you can only swing a few days, like that is worth it. That's still. I agree. Especially for those of us who, who the, especially for those of us who are only going to live once. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Although based on what you're saying, it's, you've got a little conundrum going there. There's a little bit, you got, uh, uh-huh. you know, you're, you said you're only living once, but there may have been this other life. So yeah. you know, maybe you've lived a couple of times. What, what do you, um, do you have any thoughts? I guess this is putting on the spot. What would you want to do in your next life? <laughs> My next like life. If on, you get to choose. Like in this. Like, no, no, no. In if this you one or a, if beyond. You, if you're reincarnated, what would, what do you think? And, and you think you want to be on this planet or you want to go somewhere else? <laughs> you know, I like this planet. I do. I, I mean. It kind of gets weird when you really start, like, if you really, like, step back and look at it, this is strange, right? Like, right. our human bodies are so weird. Like, the things we do with them are weird. And the, f- the things we come up with in our brains, good And Lord, the fact like, that you <laughs> like something crunchy and I like something soft, I just find that so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, we are <laughs> strange creatures, but I think we do have something right with, like, the connection, and we're constantly learning and growing and... I think I'd want to be here because there's so much to learn, right? Like, if you could come back and do it all over again with what you already learned, oh my God, like we can make tremendous change in the world because we wouldn't have to spend like decades just like floundering and doing stupid shit, <laughs> like, which is fun and worthwhile. But like, if you could like start, you know, you could like start over it's, with what you know when you're the, 90. It's part Goodness, of the process, just, but you did okay in your 20s. Mm-hmm. I did okay. You know, yeah, but yeah. you know, I look back on my 20s and 30s and just think I just knew absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I thought I did. Uh-huh, I really did. Yeah. I thought I was doing my best and the things were okay, but uh-huh. just feel so much wiser now. But the, what I do also know as part of that is I'm not that wise mm-hmm. because in 10 years I'll look back and what, what were you doing? So, yeah, yeah. That's but, cool that we get so much wiser as we get older. I think so. Mm-hmm. It's one of, the things I, one of the things I embraced in the last year because my looks, I can't hang on to the looks anymore. <laughs> so I had to go in one direction or the other. So um, where are you going to go while you're here? How long are you in Portland now? I'm in Portland for about three weeks right okay, now. Good. Not too long. So what's on your agenda here? I am going to Yoga Pearl right after this. I'm going to give a bunch of hugs and talk to a bunch of people and take and care of the studio. And thank you for coming here before you went there. <laughs> You're welcome. I was, I, was very, uh, I was very flattered that you said you'd come on the podcast and it was your mm-hmm. first few hours back. Oh, this is so fun. Yeah, thank you. Thanks are for you having me. Are you going to listen to this episode? I will. I will. Good. So, t- and so, where else are you going to go? Um, well, I'm in Portland. Yeah. What are you going to well, do? Well, I have reservations at Departure tonight mm. because I've been, you know, watching Top Chef and listening to the podcast. And you and Gregory are pretty tight, right? We, we know each other. You, and did you yeah. have any? Um, did you influence him in getting into his healthier lifestyle, his vegan lifestyle? Because when I met him, he was all—he was just starting, I believe, mm. I may, maybe because I just met him, but he recommended Prasad mm, to me and yeah. said, you know, and was starting to eat that way, I think. I don't know yeah. if that was new. You know, he has been, I don't know Gregory very well, and we've never really like sat down and had a full conversation, but he has been so supportive of my businesses. Like, oh my gosh, I can't thank him enough. Um so, so, so supportive. What a good man know. he is. So, yeah. How can anybody Absolutely. ever look at, how, know him and think, 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, he he works so hard and he cares yeah. so much and he's just he's a he's a gentleman, but uh-huh. he's a go getter. It's the yeah. two, it's, it's inc- true. Like I've been watching, yeah, watching him on this show. Even like you, I don't think it's great. It's amazing ne- how sweet and kind and that comes through on television. Right, but also I am just fa- like I love him. Like so <laughs> I hope dr- that we become really good friends now. The first time I met him is when we were planning a. Uh, Portland Food Adventures dinner, mm-hmm. and I went up to departure, and we're sitting there with whoever was the manager at the time, and I walked out thinking, boy, I don't even know if he's really going to want to talk to the mm-hmm. the patrons when we have a you know because that's part of what it is. And he was great, but I just got this impression that he was so shy and mm-hmm. quiet. And now yeah. then you see him on Top Chef, and he's just. I just know. Going. I always thought he was really shy and quiet too. Maybe he is, but he, you know, has to well, be like no, more outgoing on television. No, no. no. Well, I, he he is a little shy, but you know, the job that he has uh-huh. and the way he handles it, he can't be just right. He can't be an introvert, really. Yeah. So maybe he can. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm not a psychological expert to be able to judge those things. So. Yeah, so you're well, going to go to Departure. Where else do you want to eat? As long as this is a food podcast. Um, I live right by Luce, and that's my favorite. Okay. I love that little spot. Navarro was my first regular spot mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I started discovering there was a food scene here. Yeah. I haven't been there in ages. I love that. Um, I can't wait to just go sit at the bar at Tusk and eat there. Um, I can't wait to go into Harlow and we'll proceed, which I'll get to today. You're going to go to Country Cat and get a little pork? Country Cat. I, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I may make it to Country Cat. I went there on Thanksgiving. Oh, cool. I went and sat at the bar and it was so fun to watch Adam like do his thing. Yeah, well, know? that's... Yeah. So great. He's... It's, it's fun. Is he still doing... Is he still... Can you still... Is he in the kitchen a lot? Yeah, yeah. He was there like apron on in the kitchen you know, working with his cooks, like plating stuff on the line. I have to get over there. It's been too long. Incredible. I got such a bucket list of places I have to get. Mm-hmm. So how do people, if, if you want them to, how do people follow you on your travels? <laughs> do you, are you create, you, you know, you have to, I'm a Facebook friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. But how else would um, someone follow you? Mostly Instagram, mostly Instagram yeah, yeah, at Karen Pride. And then I share everything over to Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook very much. But, um, but I, I write stories and I photograph and share stuff on Instagram and I'm working on a website for myself. So eventually there'll be like travel stories and everything I'm doing on there, but I don't have that ready yet. And that'll be KarenPride.com when it's like done, but is the website be a couple under months. construction or do we see it's, something that if we go there? No, I, no, there's nothing yet. Like I own the domain and oh, okay. that's it. But I'm, a, I'm finally ready to start working on it. I needed a, Good. a work break. But. Can we make a deal? That you'll yeah, come back yeah. after some more travels For and tell sure. us about them. Oh, I'd love and to. And can I ever get you to come on one of my trips? Because you'd be so fun yeah. to be with. You know, I've been, well, listening to your podcast, I was like, ooh, because you went to Australia? No, we're going. Right? And you're I'm going? going next week. Oh, I'm really damn, excited. I don't think I can pull that Have you been to Proud Mary yet? <laughs> I have. Um, I love Proud Mary. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we're, do, we're, we're doing a lot of Proud Mary-like places yeah. in Australia. Actually, when this... When this is out, we will have already been there. Okay. So we're recording this, what, March 25th. Okay. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be fun. I would do that. I would love mm-hmm. you to come. We're always looking. We have a thing where we you, you can't always. We do pretty well. Yeah. We just like to have fun people come on these mm-hmm. trips because the vibe is really good. You don't, you don't mm-hmm. know. Let's so, go to Sicily. We just did that. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, we're doing I'm Western like thinking Sicily. thinking about the places I want to No, eat. Western Sicily 2020 <laughs> in the fall with mm. Austri 
and you need to meet my friend Austria and sign. Okay. So from Montana, that was my the small town girl that I was talking mm. about. You get along really well. <laughs> so um, okay. thank you so much for wow. taking the time to thank come you. here. I feel like we didn't we couldn't cover a lot, <laughs> but I know you know I can usually tell at the end of an hour. What, how I felt about the conversation. It's usually pretty good. I love this. I love this episode. This time flew if you by. Want to call it, yeah. I feel like we've been talking for 15 minutes. And that's what I tell. Oh. That's what I tell people. And it's mm-hmm. like it used to be an eight minute dating. When I went on that, <laughs> eight minutes could last three hours or it could last a minute. Mm-hmm. And so same thing with our hours. And uh, this went really fast mm-hmm. and all enjoyable and easy to Easy to pivot and go different places with we, you. We hit you a lot so of topics. Yes. And, we, and I knew we would. You, when I asked you, what would you like to talk about? You you gave, you gave more than most <laughs> I know, I think do. I it was kind of like an esoteric. No, yeah, it was great. But I think we covered some of what I had in mind and some mm-hmm. of what you had in mind. And I think there was a, <laughs> an across, too. So thanks very much. And uh, happy and safe travels. Thank you too. so much. And enjoy your time here. Thank I hope you, you get some sunshine. I, yeah, me too. I will. You know, we we have an extra room in Australia if you want to skip this Portland thing and come with us. Oh, so tempting. I think yoga <laughs> pro might lock me in, lock me down. <laughs> but Sicily, Sicily, 2020, Western Sicily. Oh, we'll ta- wow. We'll talk about that. Okay. All right. I'm into you that. You've got to hit a couple of people up for a few bucks, but um, they can come too. Okay. Okay. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. 